Do you know any ambitious teen girls starting grade eight, nine, or 10? Do they want to have more fun this summer, achieve optimal mental health, feel good in their bodies all month, surround themselves with their peers? Are they interested in stress management and peak performance at school? Do they want to feel empowered as the leaders of their own lives, learn how to speak up for themselves and make bold moves? Check out my summer camp. It's one hour a week for six weeks online. Please visit mindfulevolution.ca. Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back as we embark on another inspiring episode. Today's episode is so special because Dimple and I are celebrating our one-year partnership on this endeavor we call the <laughs> I Am Mom podcast. We have made met some amazing humans, re-engaged with many of you, and have had enlightening conversations together. We are super grateful to have all of you a part of this journey that we're on this past year, and we hope that you have been inspired to take action. Yes, I'm so excited. So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I don't think we even said that. <laughs> to you and to all of us on celebrating one year of the I Am Mom podcast, which is so exciting and so special. And we've had some great milestones during this year for the podcast. And I believe now we are featured as, in, we are one of the top 5% of podcasts in the world. In the world. And over the past few months, we were also featured in the podcast magazine, which was yes. um, a complete honor. And, you know, it's just been incredible to share this journey with so many of you who have played such a pivotal role in this embarkment that we've been on together. Yes, and it's been such a beautiful journey with our guests and some amazing, amazing conversations that we've had and the guests that have been so inspiring. And you were mentioning, Shaista, that the guests even motivated us even more. Oh my gosh, like I did not realize, I mean, I had some inclination on the energy level that gets passed on um, transcending this virtual stream, right? But yes. I didn't realize to such an extent. Now, when I'm, we, our guests, some guests have asked to be on the show. And mm -hmm. for if any reason, both of us don't feel that vibrational connection, we don't engage in having them on at that time. Not that there's anything mm -hmm. wrong with the guest, it just doesn't fit our purpose for that moment. So every guest we have on, had on has been um, very purposeful. Yes. And I feel like, and I'm sure you feel like this too, Dimple, every time we have this conversation, 
there's a different vibration. Now I'm in Vancouver, you're in Toronto. So, you know, geographically, we are not in the same area. Yeah. Um, but through this medium, for some reason, this vibration spans across the country, right? <laughs> Literally. Across the world. Yeah. I, I talked to somebody the other day and she says, I love your podcast. And she had no idea that we were in separate cities. Oh my gosh, right? And I feel like whenever we tell our guests that too, they don't believe that we're, they, they had no idea because our connection is just so strong, right? And yeah. um, that brings me to being like so grateful that you are in my life. Like, honestly, <laughs> thank you. Wonderful, like a wonderful, wonderful collaboration and a beautiful friendship that has grown. And, you know, like, you know, like some people are your, soul sisters right like you yes. just get each other right Absolutely. and there's so much that I have learned from you um one of my words this year was celebration and the reason I picked that word was because I was inspired by dimple I was inspired by you because I'm the type of person that does not celebrate anything. I'm just that striver. It only when I get to that total end point is when I will celebrate, right? Um, and so having that moment of honoring and celebrating the little wins mm -hmm. has really focused my energy into appreciating um, what we all do, right? It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be a huge, huge win. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, that warms my heart so much. I have learned so much from you. And I do agree. The soul sister connection is amazing. And that's one of the things I want to talk about in this episode, mm -hmm. the things we've learned in the past year that we're passing on to our audience. I know this stuff is going to help some of you out there as well. Yeah. And I, what I have learned from you is absolutely incredible because my words of the year were also celebration, but I also had the words of discipline, focus, habits, and guess what? Watching you with such discipline, focus, habits, systems in your life has motivated me to, I would say, get my shit together. <laughs> and I have put so many systems in place in my life that, and it's working so well, because now I'm at a point I feel where procrastination is not an option for me. And my productivity is imperative to my success, like in life, not only just in, in work or in business. So watching you has really inspired me to not to not let distractions get in the way right of what I have scheduled for the day because I noticed that you have some pretty strong boundaries when it comes to your time management your yeah. time commitments and at first I would say it might even have triggered me right mm -hmm. but now I'm so in the flow and I understand it completely and now I'm scheduling my life in a way that is it's like my calendar is color coded on my yes. phone, right? Yes, totally. And I have like yellow is like self-care and personal health appointments and like um, red is family time and social commitments, right? I even have purple. I'm tracking my cycles, right? All the time. I mean, that's something I've always done, but 
I mean, the colors don't mean anything, but I really love the idea of knowing what's coming up in my life, knowing what I have prioritized, mm. right? And I'm becoming one of those people where I just want to schedule things now like six months in advance. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to know what's happening. And that's how we've been able to run the podcast. Oh yeah. With all the stuff that we have on mm -hmm. going um, in our professional and personal lives, mm -hmm. there's no way. Like I had Malaya during our podcast, right? Yes, like there's yes. no way that that kind of systems wouldn't go into play, right? When yes. you have a newborn. So it's uh, pretty. Exactly. So I've learned from you like time management to be better at it, to have these systems in place. And it really does make life flow better. Mm -hmm. And I do have friends that are that have so much on the go, but it's, it's organized. It's not organized. I mean, it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I find that because of that, their nervous systems are always on overdrive. Right. And that's a huge, huge thing. And that's another lesson I've actually uh, learned in my life is if you want to support yourself in life, the key is to regulate your nervous system. And I feel like this is a big lesson. And now that I've actually put the signature process into place with my clients, yeah. I've made regulating the nervous system the number one key thing that we work on first, right? Because I just feel like we're, we're at a point where practicing self-care, like it, it can't be a hobby anymore. It just can't be a hobby. Like, mm -hmm we have no choice but to rise up, become the best versions of ourselves, right? In order to survive in today's world. That's how I feel. So I feel like we're so bombarded with information uh, and, and our nervous systems can't handle it all. Like our mind can't process it all. We're bombarded with so many energies, not only from media and social media and even cosmic energies and galactic energies. And we have so much more to deal with right? Yeah. So I feel like if we make regulating our nervous system an important key component to our everyday life, then we have room and the capacity for like emergencies, for example. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Because you mentioned that right when um, off, off air, and yeah. I am really intrigued by this. You know, I, okay. So I'll tell you a little bit personally. In the past few months, my father-in-law has been in and out of the hospital. My dad just had a knee surgery. We're at a point where our, we have aging parents now, right? On both sides. Mm -hmm. Last night, I found out that my mother-in-law was in the hospital, in and out, okay? Mm -hmm. So yesterday I thought to myself, we need to keep the capacity for emergencies because if something goes wrong in life, like life can change in a split second. We know that. And if we're already at the burnt out phase, we won't be able to take on anything else. And that's it. We'll just crash. Right. So I feel like we have to regulate ourselves in a way that we do. We keep room for emergencies. Oh my gosh, that is really profound. Um, I'm just like, holding on to that, like as a 
as a almost like a mantra right like prepare for emergencies and it's this just shows like our soul connection is really strong because when we were doing our um lessons for this one of the things that i had was ex expect the unexpected and be prepared mm. for the unexpected and yes. this really came about um both dimple and i um ironically or or not <laughs> ended up moving um yeah. our place of living right so that's a huge huge task and change and one of the biggest things I think um for me was I didn't make room for emergencies because mm. I did not expect the unexpected so I was prepared for what I thought would happen mm but I wasn't prepared for what actually happened. So Malaya, I remember telling you this, right? Malaya would, I'm, I was so scared Malaya would be out of sorts. And that's what I had planned yes. um, because she's so little. And you told me, you're like, I bet you she'll be fine. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I don't know, right? Yeah. She was, she was totally fine. <laughs> she mm -hmm. like did not like we kept almost everything the same in her room but mm -hmm. still she knows it's a different house different place totally fine mm -hmm. but it was more Mayal just like you said Mayal will be the one that's most affected and mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. um and so was I like I thought I would yeah. be so happy and excited to be in this bigger place yeah too overwhelming for me like mm -hmm. I wasn't we came from a 1200 square foot apartment to a 5,000 square foot house. <laughs> yeah. And it was just too much for me all at once. Mm -hmm. and so I went into like for a couple of days, I was in this hole, like just trying to absorb and figuring out like where I am and <laughs> like the energy and all of that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I didn't have that capacity to deal with the emergencies, like you said, the unexpected, and then I had to build it again, right? Um, yes. But I think that is such a key, important lesson. I love how you said that, plan mm -hmm. for emergencies. Yeah, and, it's, and when we look at, say, for example, law of attraction, somebody might say, why are you expecting that? I'm not expecting the worst but at, of course we're staying on a on a on a vibe to mm -hmm. bring in you know all the good things right but we have to keep room in our in our we have to keep room in our energetic container right and as we expand as people then what happens is we are able to hold more we're able, able to expand our container because we become such expansive humans, right? And mother nature, I mean, initially hardwired us to, uh, to protect us, right? From predators in the wild and all that stuff. So, so when we're in overdrive, I realize like it prevents us from thinking logically and it prevents us from trusting our gut instinct and it prevents us from making those connections that we need to make in order to move forward in life mm -hmm. right? and it actually prevents us from getting our needs met because we cannot assert ourselves to others and we cannot then experience the present moment right if we are in 
overdrive and we are in this fear and and we're in this sympathetic state so then we're not digesting our food and all these things right so in order for our bodies to stay in this homeostasis where we can handle life then we have to uh, make sure that we are in this regulated state Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's wonderfully said I love that and I know that you have um learned a lot from moving as well. And you have some really great insights that can benefit a lot of our listeners. What I learned from moving, first of all, it's amazing that we both moved at around the same time. Like that's just incredible to me. Right. And you know how amazing it was that we had our podcast so organized Yes, around that time that we didn't have to record or meet to record for about two months. Yeah. And we did that on purpose, right? Like we said, we're going to record this many. So we have this time off and then have time to, you know, have wiggle room, right? Exactly. It was amazing. So for about two months, we didn't have to do a recording together, which was amazing. So what I learned from moving was to take one task at a time. So when we're in these overwhelming situations, whether it's moving or sometimes, I mean, you know how our weddings are, Indian weddings, it's overwhelming, right? It takes like a week, especially when it's a family member, um, maybe planning a vacation, like anything, anything that seems overwhelming, doing a launch for, for, uh, for business. When you think too much in the future, what happens is you really remove yourself from the present moment, right? So I found that it is best to actually focus on what is in front of you at that time. So of course, set your intentions and have your plan for the bigger picture and know exactly what's coming. Okay. What each step looks like, but focus on what's in front of you instead of thinking into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I learned because then everything becomes easy to navigate because as you're going through it, then you're like, okay, I'm doing this. It's easy and it can be relatable to anything in life that seems overwhelming. So it's just focus on what you need to do in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is really, really, really great advice. Um, And always looking at, I love how you said, looking at the present, right? Mm -hmm. Because fear is really, well, anxiety is looking towards the future, right? And that's what causes this anxiety of like, oh, and that overwhelm of what you have to do. But when you break it down into these manageable steps, you're making progress, right? And you're looking at that progress goes back to kind of what we said earlier with the celebration and the small wins that add up to that big goal, right? Exactly, Um, exactly. I feel like celebrating our small wins is so important. mm -hmm. Because if you actually look at the steps that you went through to get to the top goal or on the top of, you know, at the top of the ladder, the top of the mountain, it's incredible how much you did accomplish along the way. Mm-hmm. that we often forget about. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because the goal with moving was just get into the new house. But when you think about it, what were some of the small things that you, you accomplished decluttering, yeah. you accomplished, uh, you know, getting a house, <laughs> yeah, getting a house and, you know, uh, just there's, so, there was so many little, 
little things. For us, we established um, meeting an amazing lawyer that we're going to continue using going forward. Uh, beautiful relationship with our agent. You know, just so many different things that were that were that came from that, right? I mean, it's so important, and I know one of our goal, one of our words together for the mm-hmm. year was this connection and collaboration. And for me, the biggest thing that I've learned this past year is how much connection and collaboration ignites purpose Mm. and passion, right? And um, we talked a little bit about that energy that comes through. And I think it's when you're aware of that, then it can ignite that purpose and passion. If it's not there and it's not going to be there for every single person mm-hmm. and you feel that kind of burden or um, um, not wanting not having that passion then you know that's probably not the right collaboration right so yes. I feel like all of these pieces kind of have pieced together right and you know um, when you're feeling all of that that you're in the right place Absolutely. I I mean, it's this whole idea of having the right people in our lives at the right time. Mm -hmm. So there are times where sometimes we have to let go moving forward because something is no longer going to be necessary for us or we needed just something to grow from. Right. So it's just so important to know when that time comes. Mm -hmm. Right. And the collaboration and, and, connection is so important. And I find that these days, the one of the most important things, and I tell this to Avia all the time as well, is sisterhood, the idea of sisterhood, mm-hmm. and collaborating with other women, so that we can all rise together. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, quite recently, we had Leanne Kim on, who yes. um promotes this through her program, right? That you have heard of, right? And so that's kind of where I actually, um, when you mentioned that, that's where that kind of was laid for me, that foundation. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. of it too much because I do things quite solitary, right? Yes, yes. Um, As a teacher, you do things solitary. As a a therapist, as a coach, it's very solitary. Mm -hmm. But when you brought up how many connections you have made through that particular program, it could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. Any community, any Any community. community. Yes. I realized how important it is to do that. Yes, it is. And, and to be in the right communities. So the communities, like you said, that are going to ignite the passion and the purpose in you. And this could go with not only in business, right? With friends, yes. with friendships. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this point where I'm very selective with who I want to communicate with, who I want to see, who I want to spend my time with, because we don't have all the time in the world. And now that things are back on and opened up, I realize I don't want that busy life anymore where I am booked socially, you know, every hour of my weekend, I want to be selective and choose the people that are going to ignite me. Yes. So beautiful. So beautifully said. Um, 
your reservoir, right? It's your reservoir. Mm. And just like you brought up, you want to make sure you have room. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And you know, this, this brings me to a point of sometimes you have this expanded container, okay? And you want to help someone. But by helping them, you are enabling maybe a behavior that is not serving them. Yes, this you brought up as well off air. And this is yes. So I had an experience with this uh, this year. Mm -hmm. And I can't say this year has been easy, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I had an experience with this where I wanted to help someone and, and I had the ability to do so. And, and I did, we did, uh, I felt called to do so. And I followed my gut instinct and, you know, I'm of the mentality that if I feel called to help someone and I could do it without depleting myself, I will. But I've realized that sometimes we become overly empathetic and overly compassionate, and then we overextend ourselves. So it's important to know where to draw the line with yourself mm -hmm. and to know when to, uh, how far to go with helping somebody out. Okay. So I think that's a really important thing to notice and an awareness to have for ourselves so that we know how much uh, we could contribute to somebody's situation in a positive way or sometimes our helping out is contributing to their situation in a negative way mm -hmm. I think having that awareness is mm -hmm. so important because you know there's a lot of times where um you know we can be put into situations where we feel like we are able to help and we yes. do like you said and in the beginning, it feels really good for us too, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's hard to look at it sometimes and be like, well, I'm going to stop the help or, or limit it. Um, not because I want to place more of a negative situation. Mm -hmm. It's because I want to put these people more in a position of empowerment. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I had a situation like this year, this year, and uh, it turned out to be the most beautiful situation, though, that has really it left Pushpa and I very changed as people. But I did realize something. Whenever I spoke about the situation to anybody in society, we were very judged for helping this family. And I realized that in society, people do lack empathy and compassion. Like they have the opposite problem, right? Of yeah. not having enough empathy and compassion. So I feel like sometimes we get caught up in society, but if you feel called to help someone, I feel like it could end up being the most beautiful experience. Maybe there's something there that you are meant to do mm -hmm. in life that's gonna help you, right? Yeah. Or maybe there's something you're meant to learn from those people or that situation. And like, why be fearful of helping somebody out? Yeah, no, it's so important, I think, to keep that in mind, just like you're mm. saying, not even in mind, mm -hmm. to keep it in your heart. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are all souls in this universe, right? Mm -hmm. And we're all 
judged the same way by a higher power. Yes. And, um, you know, if you have that inclination from your heart that this person has been brought into your um, surroundings or environment Mm. for a particular reason, I think it's just societal expectations, or I guess more teachings Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we need to be in our own bubbles, we need to take care of our own selves. And I feel like COVID um, has heightened that quite a bit. Yes. Just take care of your own self, like do not even engage with other people. Right. Good Um, point. Good point. I noticed that actually quite a bit at school, like in within schools, not just in my class and more so with older grades that has really come into play. Yes. And, you know, I feel like I don't want to lose that connection with people and I want to be able to open my heart when I can and be available to help somebody out using our own discernment. Yes. Yeah. How much is enough? Right. And uh, I feel like empathy and compassion are beautiful skills to embody uh, in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And how what we want to embody within our kids, right? Exactly. Exactly. This world is changing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. The rise of these technological um, initiatives that we can't keep up and our mm. kids can't, our kids try to keep up, right? Yeah. And um, embodying these core values and sometimes skill sets that need to be developed, I think is mm. very, very key. Absolutely. And you did that episode on executive functioning skills. Mm -hmm. I even feel like I need to work on my executive functioning skills, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And I thought that was really useful because it's we're again, like I said, we're just we are bombarded with information. Mm -hmm. And one thing I do want to leave our listeners with is the idea and it's really been anchored into me this year is to think big in life just stop playing small. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for everyone. And especially if we want to empower our kids to step into our own confidence, step into our own gifts. We are doing an injustice. If we are playing small in in this world, we're doing an injustice. So now I always say dimple, make bold moves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Make bold moves and do things differently than others. Just because everyone is doing something does not mean that that is what you should do. So trusting gut instincts, I feel is really important and something that I wanna pass on to to not only Adya, but to everyone, every young girl that I work with, it's like dare to be different. Yes, and trusting yourself. That's a huge, huge, concern, right? Um, No, a huge topic because there are so many concerns. Yes, yes. (laughs) Something that we want our all kids to latch on to, right? That they have this inner wisdom, this inner power, um, and it can get clouded a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. And that we are never going to regret following our guts. Mm -hmm. 
never going to regret following our guts. And I, I mean, I hope that some of these lessons that we've learned in the past year have been so helpful for, for you. And I feel like that whole idea of trusting ourselves and uh, regulating our nervous system, we can only learn to trust our instincts if we have a regulated nervous system. Absolutely. I think it all, it all comes back together, right? Um, All of these pieces are weaved in together, Mm -hmm. regulating your nervous system so you can trust your gut. So you do build these connections and have these purposeful um, collaborations so you can ignite the passion for yourself. Exactly. And, and, And once you do trust yourself, then you will be able to then completely expand yourself and know where you're needed and what you need to do to show up in this world and not play small and be your biggest and boldest self. And so I feel like it's just, it's time for us to do this and to step into a vibration of of power. And of course, I really feel like if you can put systems in place while you're doing all of that. <laughs> oh, yes. You'll be in a better place. <laughs> definitely be yeah. in a better place. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. And please let us know what you thought of this episode. What have you learned in the past year? We definitely want to hear from you. And we'll see you in our Facebook group, uh, I Am Mom Podcast Parenting Community. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.